Welcome everyone to Afterthoughts. This is a podcast where we rewatch movies, we compare our first and second impressions, and discuss a related topic. My name is Joshua Kazemi, and I'm here with Cole Taylor, my <laughs> co-host. That's me. <laughs> Thankfully, you have a last name. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Thank goodness. So you'll probably make it to the end of this podcast. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Which is a real obscure joke from the movie we're doing this week, <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Hopefully you've seen it. <laughs> and if you haven't, you should, especially before listening to this podcast, because we're going to spoil it. Yeah, so you can go ahead and stop and come back. Welcome back. <laughs> Isn't it a great movie? <laughs> yeah. First and second impressions of 1999's Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. <laughs> You want to tell us the plot of Galaxy Quest? Yeah, I'll tell us the plot of Galaxy Quest. So, the plot of this movie is there was a show called Galaxy Quest in this fictional world, fictional show, that is a lot like um, Star Trek, if you've heard of it. It's pretty popular. And so, the actors are now much older, not doing the show anymore, but just going to conventions, kind of looking for gigs to do here and there. And the main character is Tim Allen, who in the show was... Uh, Captain Taggart, I believe, was his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he is approached by what he assumes is a group of fans that just want him to quickly do a kind of gig and what he assumes will be their garage that's set up as a spaceship, and that's it. He'll get paid for it. Turns out they're actual aliens, and they want him to defeat their arch-nemesis alien who is antagonizing them because they believe that the show Galaxy Quest was actual historical documents of a real thing that happened. After he figures out this is true, he tries to go back and convince the rest of his cast to go with him, who the aliens assume is his real crew. And from there, they try to defeat their antagonists, although they're just actors. And hilarity ensues. Ugh. And so it does. What a great movie. <laughs> I feel like I watched movie. it again. <laughs> <laughs> this is another family favorite of yours, right? You sure is. There you go. Man, your family watched great movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Only the best. Although, we're probably going to have to be more careful about the ones we watch, because I find these are much harder to uh, <laughs> analyze and criticize. I think you're doing great. Than the other ones. I think oh, these last thanks. couple have been real fun. Because you've seen them a million times. <laughs> <laughs> They've been real fun, but I'm just like, yeah, they're still great. I still love them. What great commentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so how many how many times, like, roughly do you think you've seen Galaxy Quest? Oh, my goodness. Like, like 25 know. times? <laughs> uh, that's probably pretty accurate. If not 25, I'm going to say definitely in the 20 range. That's amazing. Wow. It's a lot a lot of times uh yeah i've always loved this movie it's it's similar to to mystery men last week's episode i it was enough for me to like it at face value as a kid because it's like a funny space adventure and then as i've rewatched it over the years i've really come to appreciate all the subtle and not so subtle (laughs) jabs at like the sci-fi genre you know it's it's just become a movie that I've loved more and more each time I've seen it. It's such a fun, funny, and smart movie. I really appreciate how smart this movie is. And I know this will come up multiple times in the episode, especially when we get to topic time. But it's just 
hilarious how similar your response right there even was to last week's episode of Mystery yeah. Man because these movies are so similar. <laughs> but it's so true. I feel almost identical that I loved it as a kid because it's this space movie with funniness in it. I probably didn't know what to – when I was so young, I was just like, oh, it's got aliens and it's funny, you know. I, and I loved watching it and thought it was hilarious and loved sci-fi stuff back then. Still mm-hmm. do, but also back then. And so I just loved it immediately, first upon seeing it. And then, yes, as we've gotten older, just all the satire and poking fun at both Star Trek and the sci-fi genre in general is hilarious. It's so hilarious. well done. It's just like my same exact commentary of what I said about Mystery Men, and that's I find also hilarious, which was last <laughs> week's episode. And another fact that I'm going to repeat from the Mystery Men episode, this is ridiculous, we should stop doing that, but um, <laughs> it's got another phenomenal cast that I, I don't think I would ever put together in my mind, like, like Tony Shalhoub, Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver... Alan Rickman, Sam Rockwell, and even like Justin Long's in the movie. Like I would have, I would never put <laughs> no. these people together, but they are so they are all so good together, and they're all so funny in this movie. It's just like there's not a weak link comedically. I think they're all so good. It's funny because this is the first movie that I saw a lot of these people in, uh-huh. which they're more famous for other things, both before and after this. <laughs> Except for Tim Allen. I know who Tim Allen was. But pretty much the rest of the cast I know from this movie. And so it's hilarious to go back. Even Sigourney Weaver, who was famous for Alien before this, obviously. I was. This is what I first saw her in. I was like, oh, interesting. It's Galaxy Quest. Lady. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, like, this time around, spoilers for Second Impression, but this time around, it was it was interesting because... I definitely know Sigourney Weaver more for stuff like that, for her earlier roles, her earlier sort of sci-fi roles, where she's always been this, like, tough, strong female character in sci-fi movies. And then in this movie, she just repeats what the computer says. And it's <laughs> hilarious. Like, it's it's funnier now. That, it's always been funny, but it's funnier now because I know that, like, the context of who Sigourney Weaver is as an actress. And it's funnier that this strong female character is being, you know, like, I don't know what the right word is, like, like taken for granted or like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'm, 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 I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> it's just, yeah, as, as, as you get older, you definitely appreciate more and more about what this movie is doing. For sure. Mm. What, um, <laughs> what do you think of, uh, the fact that a lot of people consider this a Star Trek movie? Like, like just outright, <laughs> they consider it one of the best Star Trek movies. Who, what do you mean? Like, people think like it's you a can, Star Trek movie? or Like, if you were to Google lists of best Star Trek movies, Galaxy Quest is on a good deal of them. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's ridiculous and hilarious, and I love it. I love that it's on that list. <laughs> like, there's even, I don't know, I didn't do it. I should have done more research, but I, uh, I just didn't. <laughs> there is that myth about Star Trek movies where every is it every odd movie is the good one and then every even one is bad. Mm-hmm. I think I think Galaxy Quest lines up with that. I think if you count it, <laughs> it's one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> that hilarious. could be totally wrong. <clears throat> Google that. But I think it's hilarious that a lot of Star Trek fans like dearly love this movie. This also could completely be wrong because I only heard this word of mouth. But have you ever heard that it was supposed to be a rated R movie? 
And they toned it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read, I've read that here and there. That there was, a, I, but from what I understand, it just was like more, more like rated R language. Yeah, and themes. For example, I think it's only heavily implied now, which I've only recently noticed these past few. While it was going to be more overt in the rated R, but uh, the guy uh, who plays Monk, I don't know his real Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, so he's like supposed to be high the whole movie. Oh wow. That and makes that's sense. Why he's like at the snack machine, and he's always just like, like doesn't really ever know what's going on, and he's fine with everything that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of supposed to be implied that he is, but apparently it's going to be more overt and like obvious in the rated R version. They just that that makes a lot of sense. I think it's funnier as is. Yep. <laughs> I think it's funnier that he's just like cool with it for no apparent reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Right. It's like a fun dynamic with all these people freaking out, and he's like. What's what, what's wrong with them? <laughs> it's <laughs> that exact scene. Cool, man. <laughs> oh gosh. Also, like, I just—it's a small little detail that doesn't really get hopped on too much. But I love that—that that, is it. Tommy Weber is that his character's name? Mm, yeah. He that that he was a kid when the show was on, and he's just an adult man now. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good idea. I know. Uh, yeah. I really appreciate this script. It's so good. It's so good. I think I think I'm I'm ready to talk about my second version. <laughs> go for it. Okay, go right into it. The movie starts and the score is so awesome. The movie starts with like a scene from the show, the fake show, and the score just takes you there. It's so good. This movie is is like top to bottom. I think it's it's so fun and so good. One thing that was like really clear to me right in the beginning was that like the humor in this movie is is great because it's grounded. Aside from like all of the the sci-fi elements of the script. Other than it's in space, is right. that what you're trying to say? Right. Other than that, <laughs> all of the humor comes from like like truth. That that like Alan Rickman's character has been typecast and there's so much humor out of that idea and that's what that's what happens, you know? Or that like um, like what I was saying earlier, Sigourney Weaver's TV Guide interview was was like sexist, <laughs> you, you know, mm-hmm. and the, and they're making comic con appearances. That's like the way that they they make a living now. Like all that stuff rings so true to what we know about like the entertainment industry, and because it's so grounded, all of the humor that that comes out of those those elements are so much funnier to me. Like I like that it's not yeah. like it's exaggerated thing. Like, they, they didn't need to feel that they didn't feel the need to generate insincere comedic elements they just dealt with what was real about about this genre of of the entertainment industry and so all that stuff i just loved so much like the movie is so well grounded in reality despite the fact that it's (laughs) it's a crazy space movie and i think that's why it works like someone was like because it's going to be so crazy and because we're actually going to space everything else needs to be grounded and Mm -hmm. i think they do a great job of it yeah that Spoke most to me through Alan Rickman's character this time, who I know much more from this movie than Harry Potter. Everyone's like, oh, Alan Rickman's Snape. And I'm like, no, he's the guy from Galaxy Quest. How dare you? (laughs) Which, I don't know how Alan Rickman would feel about that. But, beside the point. Because the only parts I've really found funny with him, and I've always found them hilarious, is I've always quoted the line where he's like, by Graptor's hammer, what a savings. And like, how much he hates that. But even more, just now, how he is like, Wanted to be this actor, this well done. He was play. He's been in plays before, and just wanted to be a 
actual actor, quote-unquote, as he says, and then he just got stuck with this very sci-fi show and is now just doing gigs for them. Stood out so much more this time, and just hilarity in that. Not What he exactly says isn't funny, just how he reacts to things happening. Like when Tim Allen is like, the show must go on, and he's like, yeah. the fact that he has to go back on, he can't not. Like, that's... So ridiculous. He didn't have to. So, he could just walk out the so. door, but he's like, you know, you know I have to go. <laughs> and just all of that throughout. Because I've always found just those few lines he had hilarious, but now I found him hilarious throughout the whole thing just because of that. Just uh-huh. because mainly it must of his reactions and how he has to react as his character. I like you're saying with Sigourney Weaver as well, but I've always found that hilarious. And like... I was just so much more invested in his character in general this time around. Um, because, like, I did, I found those moments funnier. And then I found the moment at the end where he, he genuinely says the, the, the Graptar's hammer line to the alien that's mm-hmm. dying in his arms. Like, that was so much more moving to me than it ever was before. He del- yeah. like, it's just, it's such a great, it's a great performance. And it's a really well written character who, who again is like a, this grounded real character. He, He's like I could he could, he feels like a real person who's going mm-hmm. through all that stuff. It's top notch, man. So good. <laughs> what what's not so great is the 1999 special effects. <laughs> but I mean, okay, that's true. But also, it's kind of supposed to be like that, right? I mean, now it kind of plays off. I don't think it was supposed to be like that, but it is poking fun at a Star Trek genre like thing. Sure. So the fact that they have crappy uh visual effects now kind of plays into it even if they weren't trying to obviously they were trying to make the actual space look more real than their fake space but i think i think all the shots of space are pretty good but it's like the rock monster or, <laughs> or the little the little alien miners <laughs> so real true. bad they look so bad they look real bad <laughs> miners not miners but it's it's not like i i, I remember like Watching it was just kind of like, that That makes sense for 1999. I don't think that those were bad of the time as far as I can remember or infer, but it doesn't seem like, oh, they should be better. It's just like a product of its time. I know I pretty much said this verbatim last week as well, but just the characters in this movie, so distinct and mm-hmm. so well-rounded. And we've kind of gone into that, just like I've said about Alan Rickman specifically, just how he stood more out, but all of them, you've... And how they break off into their own little groups. It's, it's so well done. Yeah. <laughs> and specifically Sam Rockwell is, I don't even remember, he's like, got, uh, he's character number 64 or whatever. And then he just goes by yeah. guy. He adds such a great element to the movie. He really, and then, really does. Because <laughs> I love when him and, uh, what's his name again? Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I can't even... I don't even know what you're saying. Are you saying real words? Yeah, Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. All right. <laughs> There's a B on the end, I think. Shalhoub. Shalhoub. <laughs> when they go off and have their own little adventures is amazing. Yeah. The um the moment where he's, he's like, stopping him from sacrificing himself, and he's like, oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> I just got a really interesting idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's I so know. funny. It's, 
God, it's such a good movie. You, we, I watch so many like sci-fi movies because I, I like that genre a lot. But there are so many times in movies that take themselves really seriously where I see a moment for comedy or for levity and they don't take it because they want to be serious. And so I, I really appreciate this movie for taking all of the those opportunities to to service like genuinely funny moments. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it, and I just like. I I really appreciated the script this time around because there are so many like details that are in the movie that I really really appreciate. Like I love that I love that their disbelief is so short. Like there's like maybe five minutes of screen time where uh, Tim Allen tells them that aliens are real and they are with him on the alien ship. You know, it happens so fast because we want to get straight to the good stuff. We don't want to yeah. have to see each of them turn. You know, and it's like great. Good decision there. And there there are lots of really great little things um, that get set up early in the movie that pay off later. And and they feel organic. Like the, the fact that Tim Allen bumps into Justin Long early in the movie and switches communiques, which is it, it serves two purposes. You know, it, it, they don't believe him because his communique is a toy that he switched with Justin Long. And then later when they need help, they call Justin Long. It's, yeah, that's great. Or another one is like... Um, I guess that's the same one, or it's similar. Like, uh, when Justin Long gets introduced, the mom comes in and says, hey, you got to take out the trash. And he's like, in 10 minutes. And she leaves, and you think that's all it is. It's kind of a funny moment, and it makes it feel a little real, like this kid lived with his mom. But it comes back, like, five minutes later, when he needs to take out the trash at a pivotal moment in the movie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate the little things that get set up later and they're used as best as they can. And they all feel really organic. None of those things are very forced. It's just, it's good stuff. I also really like Omega 13 as like a perfect MacGuffin name. (laughs) You know what I mean? Omega 13. (laughs) It's wonderful. I cracked up every time they said it. There's some points in the movie though, where things did feel a little, clunkier for specifically like plot wise things things that push the plot forward uh mainly the first one is like when those two guys go in the bathroom when uh mm-hmm. tim allen's in there and they're just talking a bunch of smack there's like 15 other people in there who were dressed up and i don't yeah. think they would just sit there and like take it i feel like they would have been like hey that's not cool I yeah. like, and like stuck up for him but obviously if that had happened he would he wouldn't have felt like as down or as bad. And also, how did those two guys know that his entire cast is talking smack about him? Are they just <laughs> openly doing it in front of fans? <laughs> how do they just know these things? <laughs> so that felt That's a little a like a little forced, like him to have to grow and be different or whatever. But eh, just little things like that. Not they're not too many of them. But mm-hmm. and um. I think this is another like it's it's just another comedy from 1999. I think the it's really fun, it's funny. I I still really enjoy it, but I think it probably could be a little tighter today. Like a 2017 version of this would be just a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 it, the, the the movie sort of takes its time in some sense. You know, we don't waste any time, but it's it's like a deliberate speed and I feel like it could have been a little it could have been a little tighter. I agree. There are some things they could have pulled together, but as we've mentioned, just overall, it's so well done, especially for what it is, being the satire of Star Trek movies and Star <laughs> Trek shows, anything space-related. They do it so well. And they do. The fact that it's 
for example, Mystery Men is a satire in that. I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself, but other movies like are satires in that they're in it at the moment. Mystery Men, they think they're superheroes. Scary movie, they're like literally in a scary movie. Things like that. This takes it an even another step, and they're actors yeah. who were in a, a show and are being put into the real situation. Rather, so they don't necessarily take themselves seriously. While in scary movie, the funniness is that they're. I mean, nothing really in that movie is serious, but <laughs> they sincerely think they're being chased by things. While in this, it's like, wow, this was all fake, but now it's it's real. Yeah, it adds a new dynamic that is really interesting, and I really enjoy in this movie. I have one question. Mm-hmm. How did Saris, the bad guy? How did he mm-hmm. end up on their ship that like crashes back at the Comic Con? He was still on the deck with them, the bridge. Is the is their escape ship just the bridge? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Because he said um, Mathazar says they're going to like the secondary bridge or something. Oh, okay. Some nice convenient line. throwaway line. Because so. I I like that moment what moment which one with saris at the end just that final like roll and shot you know but i also think it's hilarious because he just comes back so many times (laughs) yeah he does first time he's like his eye gets blown out second time his ship blows up but then he's still on the ship with them then they still knock him down and beat him and he's still alive he he never dies until they finally shoot him yeah which i think is like another great jab at science fiction villains (laughs) that never die but honestly, I was so wrapped up in the movie that I forgot. Like, when, when he comes in as Tony Shalhoub and he just starts killing everyone, I, I did not remember how it how it resolved. And I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it had me. <laughs> and I was like, see, oh, duh, Omega-13. <laughs> Omega-13, duh. He's taking a real risk, though. <laughs> this will either save all of our lives or destroy the entire universe. Let's take the risk. That's the kind of guy Captain Taggart is. <laughs> yeah. He puts his faith in Justin Long, which also makes no sense. That aspect of the movie doesn't make any sense. Well, it reminded me, that whole Justin Long sequence reminded me of that time that you were telling me that George R. R. Martin has like enlisted, like George R. R. Martin, the, the author of Game of Thrones, has enlisted fan help to remember like <laughs> obscure details about characters he wrote. Because he can't remember them right. as well as they can. That's exactly where my mind went this time around. But the, the main point I'm getting at is that this Omega-13 idea was made up in the fake TV show. Ah. <laughs> How did they make a real Omega-13 and... <laughs> How'd they do any of it? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how does Justin Long have theories on it unless it's flat out stated in the show? I liked I, I liked that because that, to me, spoke to like expanded universe, like... Yeah, fan fiction, true. forums, all that stuff. Like, how does any fan know anything outside of canon? You don't. It's fun to speculate. <laughs> yeah, but, the- <laughs> <laughs> but let's leave it at that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, in, the, in this case, his speculation was correct. Yeah. He was spot on. <laughs> but yeah, I've always wondered. I'm like, how do you... Where did you make an Omega-13? Like, oh, okay, you can build the <laughs> ship exactly like the ship's built, but you don't even know what an Omega-13 is. What did you mm-hmm. do to make it? Mm-hmm. I think that's all I got. Yeah, I think so too. Holds up, man. Funny movie. It really does. 
It really does. Topic time? Topic time. Let's do it. This week, this week we realized that <laughs> Galaxy Quest and Mystery Man were pretty similar movies and that they're 1999 satirical comedy pieces uh, <laughs> that tackle two very popular action genres. Which, it's hilarious how similar they are, considering their subject matter is so different. Yeah, yeah. And and these are movies that were both released in 1999. So you can sort of you can sort of guess that these movies were being developed around the same time and there it's not as though one came out and then is sort of uh mimicking the other. These movies were just like organically born out of 1999. <laughs> Which is just interesting. It's just like, yeah, good year. <laughs> Ah, uh, so just let's just right out of the gate. Which 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 movie do you like better? Oh, it's just this is I don't know. Elephant in the room, giant rock monster in the room. It's a tough call. I really don't know. <laughs> oh, you threw me a curveball. You clearly know yours, and I bet I guess I know what it is too. But what is it? I like Galaxy Quest better. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Even though I probably I would say that I love superhero genre more than sci-fi genre. But in this case, I think Galaxy Quest is I just I just enjoy it more. It's it's lots of different things. I like a shorter runtime for my comedies. That's something that's very important to me. Um I think you you get in get out and don't overstay your welcome cuz comedies just I feel like can't sustain a long runtime. Um so there's that and like you were saying there's an added element of satire to this movie that I don't think is present in Mystery Men, where these are actors in a sci-fi show. And I think that that generates a lot of really great humor throughout the movie. And Mystery Men is great as well, but I feel like in, in terms of which one is sort of doing more, I think Galaxy Quest is doing more. And it's a little more enjoyable for me. But they're both, they're both great. <sighs> I don't know. This is such a tough call for me, because I think Galaxy Quest is a tighter movie, for sure. Mm-hmm. And... It does have that added element, but I really enjoy the characters of Mystery Men, maybe even a little more. Ooh. I really enjoy the characters of Galaxy Quest. I don't know. There's just something about the ones in Mystery Ah, I don't know. <laughs> but also, Mystery Men is just a little goofier rather than this one, which you said, like you've mentioned, is more grounded. It's too, it's too tough. I like them both. <laughs> I won't make a choice, and you can't make me. Okay, well, how about, how about this? Um, Mystery Men versus the Galaxy Quest crew. Like, they're, they're, they have to face off. Who wins? Because they're all just humans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with no powers. <laughs> uh, that's not true. The shoveler shovels well and shovels very well. He shovels very well. <laughs> Who do you think wins in a fight? I mean, they do kind of have superpowers. The invisible bull boy turns invisible. Yeah, that's true. When no one's looking. When no one's looking. Bowler can throw her bowling ball. I don't know. I think Mystery Men would probably win. Okay. I don't know. You're (laughs) killing me. You're killing me with these questions. Why are you making me face off against two great movies? (laughs) Uh, Man. So, I mean, like, like, uh, like, uh, like phaser to head. Which movie do you, which movie are you going to watch? Well, just watch them both this week. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little time. <laughs> I don't know. What is your answer? Oh, I'll think of mine. It's Galaxy Quest. Is it always Galaxy Quest? You think Galaxy Quest crew would win as well in a face Oh, well, if they have their ship, yeah. 
Yeah. What do you mean if they have their ship? What is Mystery Men doing? Just floating around in space? No, you're probably right. Mystery Men would probably win in the fight. Yeah. But it doesn't sway my decision. I don't know. I might watch Galaxy Quest. Probably. Okay. Which which genre do you prefer? Sci-fi or superhero? Sci-fi. I think that's true for you. That rings true to what I know about you. Wow. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> Which one, which movie do you think does a better job? Like, like, despite, despite like whether or not they, they perform well as movies, but which one does a better job at like poking fun at their, their genre? It's tough. It's a tough call. Cause it's, as we've mentioned, Galaxy Quest is, they're just poking fun at it in different ways. Yeah. So it's hard. I mean, it's hard to really compare in that way just because, cause I want to say Galaxy Quest off the bat, just because it has that added element of. They already know because they know that they're poking fun of it. Like even the actors in the movie know, wow, this is weird. While mm-hmm. in the other one, you're just looking inside, like outside inward and saying, yeah, they're ridiculous. They think they're taking themselves seriously, very seriously in Mystery Men when they're clearly not serious at all. Which is why it's hilarious when Hank Azaria <laughs> calls other superheroes posers when they're like the most poser superheroes there are. Why, um, what, what is his excuse for the, like, why there's no blue in his costume? He's the blue Raja. It's they a funny never get joke. to it. I was listening for it so, <laughs> I really wanted to figure out, and he never got to it. He says something like... he explains like, the Raja part, right, but he yeah. never gets to the actual blue part. And I was like, He, oh! he says something like, if you know your history, it makes sense, or whatever. And I always wonder, is that, is he talking about both, like, the accent and the color, or just the accent and the name? I, I think it's just the accent slash the garb. <laughs> I'm guessing you think Galaxy Quest pokes fun better as well. Well, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it, and I feel like because Galaxy Quest... I think Galaxy Quest is a stronger movie. Um, but because of that extra element of like satirizing the actors in the entertainment industry and stuff like that, I feel like, I feel like in terms of which one is, is satirizing a genre, I feel like... Like mystery men or mystery men is sort of like a like a more pure satire of superhero genres, and Galaxy Quest is sort of like a satire of sci-fi with a twist. If that makes sense, it does. It does make sense. So in those terms, I would I would maybe give it to Mystery Men. But I honestly like I love both these movies, and I want but I want more from them. Like I would watch a sequel for either of these. Yeah, and actually, there was supposed to be one for Galaxy Quest. Before Alan Wasn't there supposed to be away. a TV show for Galaxy Quest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were developing it like a, a, a couple of years ago, and then when Alan Rickman died, it seemed to have just halted any production. Yeah. So, which is like, like hats off to them. Like I, I really appreciate the respect for Alan Rickman in that in that sense. Yeah, because I don't I don't know if I would want to watch it without him. I don't know either, especially after this last one. Yeah, I don't know. I also think. It just depends on what mood I'm in. I would definitely say Mystery Men is goofier on purpose <laughs> because because of the way they're poking fun out of it. The other one, Galaxy Quest, is more grounded because they were actors, so the funniness is in placing these actors in the real situation, but they're not necessarily goofy, while in Mystery Men, they're superheroes that think themselves... or They seriously think of themselves as superheroes, but they're extremely goofy and have all these hang-ups and whatnot 
And that's like where the funniness comes from. So I think it just depends on what I want to watch at the time. Do I want to watch a goofy movie where it's just really kind of funny and laughing kind of more at them? Or do I want to watch Galaxy Quest, which is a little more serious and like laughing with them? Because they're kind of in on the joke. Which movie do you think, in terms of like character development, which movie do you think sort of achieves character development better? Galaxy Quest. How this so? isn't fair, though. You keep asking, like, well, which one's better, but Galaxy Quest is clearly, structure-wise and things like that, a better well, movie. <laughs> well, we'll talk about character development. How, how is it better? Because uh, kind of all of the same things happen to the characters in Mystery Men. They just have to, like, be more confident and, like, I, I would say, like, it comes down to, like, believing in themselves, really. Sure. While in Galaxy Quest... It's a lot more focused on Tim Allen, but just uh, like how he grows as a person throughout the movie. In the beginning, he's kind of like all just completely into himself while still kind of caring about his cast, really caring about the fans, but then realizing how selfish he's being and then kind of has to go through these ups and downs of these real dangers that are brought to him and kind of put take risks and put his life on the line and things like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I would... I would- like what you said, like you hit on it. I think there's a, there's more of a lead in Galaxy Quest than in Mystery Men. Mystery Men, I think, is more of an ensemble, whereas they both have large casts and they're both pretty ensemble-y uh, in terms of like comedy movies, and they both have really great supporting casts. But I think Myst- or Galaxy Quest definitely has like more of a lead for Tim Allen, and because of that, he's served a little bit more and gets a little more growth and development. I think all the characters in both movies develop a little bit, but because yeah. of Tim Allen's growth, I think it yeah nudges it a little further. But I again, I think all these questions we're asking though still come back to just what I was saying before about what kind of movies they are. I don't think you can have that kind of character development in Mystery Man and keep it the same kind of movie it is. They're already sure. taking themselves seriously, but we as the audience know it's not really serious. There's no way these guys could be serious. And if you suddenly give them serious character arcs where they have to grow in the way that Tim Allen grows in Galaxy Quest, it suddenly becomes a different kind of movie. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it really comes down to what kind of movie it is and what mm-hmm. you want to watch at the time. But, you know, it, it, that just made me think of uh, the Blue Raja, when uh, that mm-hmm. first that first scene with his mom and... They they have sort of like a heated but definitely comedic moment where he's like, you can't just come into my room. You got to knock. I'm doing my thing. And that's mm-hmm. the first time they reveal that he does, his accent is fake. It's just the <laughs> funniest thing. And then later yeah. in the movie, right before the climax, where he has a pep talk with his mom and they like have a really sweet moment. I feel like that's that was growth. And even though it's not super strong and it's really only moment A and moment B and there's it's like a complete 180 change between them and there's no sort of middle ground i i still i think the payoff there was still really worth it and i like that moment a lot i think it's really sweet that his mom gives him silverware to fight in the final battle yeah that's a i think that's a great moment it's a both but neither of these movies do character development poorly i think they do it all really well it's all really fun given the fact that they're comedies um yeah these are just two great movies. And it's just, it's amazing how much they have in common. How much, yeah. I think even their strengths are the same. Obviously, they're both satires and they pull off being satirical very well, but 
the fact that they both put so much into their characters specifically, <laughs> I think that's what makes these movies stand out so well, is the character design for each of them. And as we've mentioned this episode with Alan Rickman and Sigourney Weaver, just how it's funny because we know what they're supposed to be in the movie or other roles they've done in other movies and then how they're casted in this movie. And then in Mystery Men, just how distinct all the superheroes are and they're like the problems they're going through, even though these are both satirical movies. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's awesome that both of these movies do that. And just watching them pretty much really close to one another really made that stand out. And I think you should give it a shot if you're listening. Maybe not in the same day or same week, but just pretty close to one another. And you'll find, despite them being very different in subject matter, having a lot in common. It's really interesting. I just did a little Google search to to make sure that that these movies didn't like have the same producer or writer or something. But yeah, they are completely different movies with yeah. totally different creative teams. That's awesome. I think we need more movies like these two movies today. Like we need some movies to come in and like tell us how silly a lot of the things we're doing are in terms of genre stuff. I agree. <laughs> well, anything else? I don't think so. I think that's it. Both wonderful movies. Galaxy Quest is a wonderful movie. Yep. If you haven't seen them, you should watch both of them. I Check would say. them out. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Another good one. Another fun one. Thanks for coming along with us and listening. We really, really appreciate it. It's really fun to do this. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Uh, next week, we are talking about John Wick to celebrate <laughs> John Wick Chapter 2. So good. check that out and tune in next week. Um, if you want to keep supporting the podcast, it'd be great if you could share this mo- this podcast with a friend. Um, and if you could uh, leave us a little review in iTunes. That's a great way for us to, to bump up in iTunes. Get us some more listeners and stuff like that. So, yeah. Let us know um, which of these two movies you like better, Mystery Man or Galaxy Quest. You can tweet at us using the hashtag AfterThoughtsPodcast. And you can find our, our handles in the description for this episode. So, there's that. That's that. That's that. Never give up. Never surrender. Never surrender. <laughs> By Graptar's hammer. What a savings. I was wondering which one you were going to do, but of course it's that one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, we'll see y'all next week. See ya.